Today on We Here, new details are coming out from behind the scenes in America's Got Talent. We'll get into the war between Simon Cowell and Gabrielle Union that's going on offstage. We've got updates on Chrissy Teigen and Allison Roman post-feud. And Jennifer Lopez has mixed feelings about postponing her wedding to Alex Rodriguez. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my god. We're on page six? No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a page six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Maggie, I am so excited for today's show that I am so focused on the show that I forgot to tell my son that he had Zoom science class while we were in our production meeting. That's how laser focused I am at the task at hand to inform our listeners of We Hear, a page six podcast. I'm in the doghouse, but let's go. Let's do it. Uh, If he doesn't graduate this year of school, he's going to be like, my dad forgot I had science and all I got was a few episodes of a podcast where the hosts are only kind of funny. Womp womp. Right. It's the sweet science of we here. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into America's Got Talent because it's back on TV, but there is so much juicy scoop going on behind the scenes. The show is back on TV, but what's going on backstage is way more explosive and interesting than anything that's happening on stage. I'll tell you that. Okay. So first things first, we have Gabrielle Union, who has given an interview to Variety about what's been going on with her Simon Cowell feud. And you might remember that she made a lot of allegations about what the culture was like at America's Got Talent when she was there as a judge. Right. Gabrielle Union, just to bang through this really quickly, was fired as a judge. She said the reason that she was fired was because she brought up concerns of a toxic environment behind the scenes of the NBC show, including charges of racism, charges of playing favoritism with the contestants, and that Simon Cowell was illegally smoking on the set, which was making her sick. But now she's elaborated on that ordeal in an interview with Variety and just how sick she got because of this supposed chain-smoking Cowell. So in the story, she says that she was sick for two months because of Cowell smoking cigarettes inside and that she's had a severe allergy her whole life. And she claims that producers and her fellow judges, including Howie Mandel and Julianne Huff, looked unfazed as he smoked his cool menthols. Oh, man, cool menthols. I mean, yeah, like, she... of all the cigarettes to smoke and, like, that's your hill to die on is a cool menthol, my hill to die on would be a camel light all day. That's, oh, that's all I got to say. <laughs> Yeah, I could go for a Dunhill right about now. Wow. Um, This is why Cowell needs to rethink his life decisions. Yeah, she said it was challenging to tend to my illness, she told Variety, without being made to feel like I'm responsible for my own sickness. It put me in a position from day one where I felt othered. I felt isolated. I felt singled out as being difficult when I'm asking for basic laws to be followed. I want to come to work and be healthy and safe and listened to. So according to America's Got Talent sources and a spokesperson for Cowell also told Variety, Simon Cowell started smoking 
outside the set after Gabrielle Union lodged her complaint. When this story had initially come out, Maggie, I had thought, you know, because as you know, once again, I'm from the streets, from Brooklyn. You know, I'm the kind of guy where when they ban, when Bloomberg banned smoking in bars, I was like, this is terrible. You know, and then like two weeks later, I was like, this is actually great. You can go out to a bar and not reek of smoke and you can just smoke outside. But um, and of course, I don't smoke anymore, Maggie, because I'm now an upstanding member of society. But when I read about this story, I thought, ah, Gabrielle Union, like maybe you're overblowing this um, smoke situation. But from her account, the the uh, the show was shot on this sort of soundstage where the dressing rooms were really kind of the, the barriers between them were quite they, they weren't sort of permanent rooms. And there was kind of smoke wafting all over the soundstage. And, you know, Simon Cowell was sort of the. Uh, above everyone else on the show. So no one was going to tell him to go outside and smoke. And remember, this is Hollywood too, where, you know, unless you're smoking, smoking weed is okay, I guess, but smoking a cigarette is like totally illegal and especially a cool menthol. But even while Gabrielle Union, at the same time that she's given this interview to Variety detailing the unhealthy, literally, environment on the show, NBC has told Page Six that it's wrapped up an investigation into her charges of racism on the set. And they said they've uncovered no wrongdoing. I think Simon Cowell's company and Fremantle, which make this show, were also involved. They, They say that they did also get an outside investigator. They are saying, though that they did have some outside help on this one. They say that they they did there were like 30 interviews for this investigation and they said they told page 6 while the investigation has demonstrated an overall culture of diversity it has also highlighted highlighted some areas in which reporting processes could be improved. So they basically said that not only did they not find Gabrielle Union's allegations credible at all but all that needs to be improved there are the processes that it's well, totally it's totally diverse. It's just the processes that are the problem. I mean, in this variety piece, Gabrielle says that she signed up to be part of the show because she felt like it was super diverse and she could give people an opportunity to shine and you know where they probably otherwise wouldn't. And one of her complaints was that she had been told, allegedly, that her hairstyles were too black for the show. And she says in this variety story, she really had a hard time reckoning what was going on at the show. She said, did I cave? I didn't feel like myself. I'm shape-shifting to make myself more palatable. I'm contorting myself into something I don't recognize. I had to look at myself and say... Do you want to keep it easy or do you want to be you and stand up because I'm not the only one being poisoned at work? In my 40s, I embraced myself exactly as I am. I wanted to have personal and professional relationships that brought me peace, joy, grace, and allowed for compassion. I need to embrace myself a little bit more, but that's another show. The NBC investigation, meantime, um, revealed, they told Page Six, that No one associated with the show made any insensitive or derogatory remarks about Miss Union's appearance and that neither race nor gender was a contributing factor in the advancement or elimination of contestants at any time. 
So based on NBC's statement, it sounds to me like they've concluded her allegations are false. There's very little room in there for saying like, hey, we need to improve or we were wrong. I mean, they say that they spoke to 30 people. Nobody corroborated her story. But then again, you do have Gabrielle Union who did say that these things happened. So I guess they're taking the word of the people they interviewed over Gabrielle Union. So Allison Roman added that her new venture will actually be a newsletter for people who want to keep up with her recipes and all of her writing. She apparently started a newsletter three years ago that she never sent out. And she's asking people to submit questions or comments, concerns. And the idea is that she'll share some of them in the newsletter. Meanwhile, the New York Times gave Page Six a comment and they said that it was always the plan for Allison's leave to be temporary and that her column will return. So while that Instagram post sounded like Allison Roman was kind of like leaving the New York Times in her rearview mirror, apparently she'll be back. Yeah, you know, in her statement, Maggie, as you just read, it says, I'm still, anytime you have the words processing, issues, and healing, and committed, that's bad for you. If you have processing, healing, and committed... You're either, one, talking to my therapist, or two, apologizing after a public feud. Yeah, that's pretty bad. The the thing is, I'm actually sort of sad that, you know, Alison Roman gave this interview initially, and it was like a pretty obscure outlet, right? It was like... I can't even remember what it was called. It was some- The New Consumer. The New Consumer. So you're giving an interview to the New Consumer. You're like... No one's ever going to see this. I mean, I write for the New York Times as a new consumer. Like, who's going to read this? She mentions this, she mentions this stuff about Chrissy Teigen criticizing her, you know, that she's like a neophyte foodie who's kind of a sellout. She criticizes Marie Kondo. And then the thing is, she made this criticism, though, of Chrissy Teigen, who's, if you are going to go up against anyone in the entertainment world, don't go up against Chrissy Teigen. She's a she's a Twitter troll. Like she's a Twitter trolling expert. She lives for these Twitter feuds. She'll go after like a random fan. So it's like, and she was even executive producing a show that you had signed up for. So, you know, there are other celebrities that I think she could have criticized who just go for one of the celebrities who never comments about anything, you know, who never says anything. But it's like she went up against Chrissy Teigen and now cut to a few weeks later, you're processing, you're healing, and it's over. Meanwhile, Once you're processing and healing, ugh. you just got your ass whooped on Twitter is what just happened. <laughs> Process that. That sucks. I feel bad. It's like she works for the New York Times. She didn't know she was getting in the ring with Chrissy Teigen. The, I mean, besides 50 Cent, Chrissy Teigen is the one person who you do not want to go up against on Twitter. I agree. And it's worth noting that when it was announced that uh, Alison Roman's column was going to be put on hold, Chrissy Teigen called on the Times to reinstate her. You know, she felt like she said, I very publicly forgave Alison. And that was real. When I said, I don't believe in being canceled for your honest opinion. That was very real. I don't agree with what the NYT has done. I am not them. I didn't call them. I didn't write. And most of all, I'd like her back. So, mm, Chrissy Teigen, psychology, Jedi mind trick. Um, Chrissy Teigen has been quite busy after this feud. 
we saw her this week getting a COVID test, you know, where they're putting a, a very long cotton swab looking creation in her nostril. And then she talked about having her breast implants removed. So the link between these two is that if you're getting any kind of medical procedure done, you're being tested for coronavirus, COVID-19 right now. And she revealed on Instagram on Tuesday, so I posted myself getting a COVID test on the Twitter as I'm getting surgery soon. A lot of people are understandably curious and nosy, so I'll just say it here. I'm getting my boobs out. They've been great to me for many years, but I'm just over it. I'd like to be able to zip a dress in my size, lay on my belly with pure comfort. Don't worry about me. All good. I'll still have boobs. They'll just be f- pure fat, which is all a tit is in the first place. A dumb, miraculous bag of fat. See, this also shows the insidious brilliance of Chrissy Teigen, where <laughs> you post something on the biggest social media platform and you have millions of followers and you're getting a COVID test and you post that. Then, of course, people wonder if you're okay and what it's about. And then you write, well, just because everyone's so nosy, everyone's so nosy, they're all up in my business. I mean, I only posted this kind of cliffhangerish health thing online to my millions of fans. And now I guess I will have to reveal to you the rest of this, which I had never planned to tell anybody. Meanwhile, while Chrissy Teigen is getting her breast implants out, which is... That's good. I mean, it's like a tale of two food-type personalities. One is getting her breast implants removed, and the other one is starting a newsletter. These two were an unfair match from the start. Yeah, it's a tale of two trajectories. Roman, Roman did not stand a chance. (laughs) You dance with the bear, you get the claws. Jennifer Lopez says she's a little heartbroken about having to postpone her wedding to Alex Rodriguez because of coronavirus. Are you a little heartbroken, Ian? I feel fine. I, well, you know, sometimes I think it would have been a great thing for us to cover. You know what I mean? Because you can only imagine that J-Lo and A-Rod's wedding would have been just incredibly over the top and totally ridiculous. So that part of it I am a little heartbroken about because I feel like there has been some celebrity wedding competition in the past of most over-the-top weddings. Like, obviously, there was the Priyanka Chopra wedding, you know, recently. Of course, back in the day, the Tom Cruise, Katie Holmes. There was the Kanye Kim wedding. So I don't think we've had two celebrities who are so kind of ostentatious in a good way, in a, in an appropriate way for a megastar. I just can only imagine this, the, the celebrations and I mean, and the fireworks and the, you know, costume changes and the, so that part I am a little heartbroken about just as a page six columnist. Well, I mean, I feel like JLo, was having an amazing year. Obviously, she had that incredible performance at the Super Bowl. She was on World of Dance. You know, she was in Hustler. She did the award show circuit. If you think about it, how would she even have had any time to plan a wedding, to get fitted for a wedding dress? You know, in a way, this might be a blessing in disguise for her, that she can have 
the wedding of her dreams because she's been married three times before. She has done this three times already. Right. And she's been engaged five times. She's got as many rings as the Lakers team of the 2000s under Phil Jackson. Um, right. She was she was going to go for. But, you know, repeat this comment really made me wonder Is she someone who is in love with love? Is she in love with the spectacle of being a bride and getting married and being engaged? Or does she really love A-Rod? Because a lot of couples, you know, seem to be getting married on Zoom or figuring out what they can do just to like prove their commitment. Well, you know, there, there, we have reported though, there have been a batch of sort of celebrity, not as big as J-Lo and A-Rod, but high profile and celebrity weddings where people have postponed the wedding plans. So this is part of a trend. And I think in New York, I don't know if it's true in other states, I know there's a backup, there's a backlog. I don't think you can even get married right now Mm. in New York, even if you wanted a kind of city hall type wedding, I guess you can apply to do those online. There's a thing called Project Cupid, but apparently the the weddings are are now backed up to eternity. So I don't even know if you can, but JLo told the Today Show that there's there's not there's no planning right now. They're not even planning. So even the plans are off. You just have to kind of wait and see how this all plays out. It's disappointing on one level. After the Super Bowl and World of Dance, I plan to take time off, which is what we're doing kind of right now. But at the same time, you know, we had a lot of plans for this summer and this year, but everything's kind of on hold right now. So it's not like they're even still making any plans. It's just totally on hold. Which is the case for all of us. If you think about what's going on right now, it's not just about weddings, you know. Everyone I know had plans to travel or congregate or gather or just see their friends and family, and no one can do that. So Yeah, or I'm sure they were going to go to, you know, San Tropez and wherever stars go in the summer, you know, St. Bart's. The thing is, once again, it is kind of – J-Lo is brilliant at being J-Lo, and I think it's a very smart thing. I think she's very aware of her – the public perception around her, um, mm-hmm. you know, she she managed to do the Super Bowl, which no other stars have done in recent years and not gotten mired in controversy and sort of negative stuff. She managed to kind of get through it with a plum. But the uh, first time I've said a plum on the We Here podcast, that's probably not a bad Flexi. sign in the same, Flexi. not a good sign in the same way that Alison Roman was saying healing and processing and all that. But the um, it is a smart thing for her to say publicly and say it on the Today Show because wouldn't it be sound terrible if you went out there and you said, yeah, you know, this is great because I have a break after the Super Bowl and World of Dance, so we're just planning our insanely lavish, over the top <laughs> wedding, and now I have all this time to make even more plans and make it even more crazy and more over the top, which is what could actually be happening. But I think it's smart to say, like, no, you know. It's on hold because I think once you say like, oh, we're planning our lavish over the top wedding, people would be like, how could she like that's disgusting. People are out of work and she's mm-hmm. like picking out a, you know, a cake and they're booking Elda Barge. <laughs> or she could say this time has caused me to reflect on the fact that it is not about the actual event. It is about the person mm-hmm. I am with. 
But we don't do PR for JLo. No. We can only what? talk about it here. She has had a lot of experience wedding planning before. <laughs> I mean, I like that the idea that th- th- this is sort of almost like a first wedding, even though it's a not a first wedding because be- since it is with A-Rod, it's not like she's not saying, hey, you know what? I've been married a lot of times before, so we're not going to do anything too crazy. I mean, we'll probably just have like a little ceremony in our backyard at home in our palatial estate in Miami. <laughs> in our like, parasite house. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be. See, I would say, this is what I would say. I would say, you know what? All our plans are on hold. We're not doing anything right now. We're just taking life as it comes and, you know, being present. But I have booked Elda Barge. That is one detail for my celebrity wedding that I will reveal right now. I've booked him for the year, just in case. That's it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara-Williams and Melissa Caceres. We would love to hear from you. If you would like to talk to us, please send us an email at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And please, please leave us a review. We would like to know what you think. We will be back next week with more Page Six exclusives. See you then. Feel the beat of the rhythm of the night.